0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of 28 days later. I am your host, Sophie. Now here's the part where I would say joined as always by my co-host Hannah, but Hannah lives in Chicago and some of you may have heard that there was a tornado in Chicago this week. Um, Hannah is safe, but her neighborhood lost power. Uh, as we are recording on Tuesday, she's been without power since Monday. And the power company told her not to expect power back until Friday. Um, So dear friend of the pod, pod favorite Cece has uh, tagged in so that I won't be solo on this episode. Cece, how are you?
1: Um, I am much better than dear Hannah. That is crazy. A whole week? Yeah.
0: So I didn't know, like, I have massive tornado phobia. And I, she texted me yesterday that her power was out. And I just assumed, like, I know everyone's been having pretty bad storms Mm -hmm. this week. So I was like, oh, yeah, bad storm. And then she texted me this morning, and she was like, hey, sorry, I just got to work, so I got to plug my phone back in, but, like, we still don't have power, so I won't be able to podcast, and we're probably not going to get power back till Friday. Now, she, like, she lives in an apartment, and I know that everyone's like, oh, Chicago's really cold, and that's true, but Chicago in the summertime is super muggy and humid. Yeah. Um, so I I really feel for her and her roommates living without AC Ugh. right now. That has to be super unfortunate.
1: Yeah. Cause I mean, no fans, no nothing. That's, that's rough.
0: Yeah. Um, the good news is she's a, you know, she's a nanny and she was at work when the storm happened and where the tornado, I think it was, I mean, obviously it was in Chicago. It was like a, I'm sure it was quite a small tornado, but it touched down on the North side. It wasn't in the neighborhood where she nannies, but mm-hmm. it, you know, all over Chicago, the winds were super, uh, severe. And Hannah was telling me just like some of the crazy stuff she saw. And I was oh, asking yeah. if the boys were scared. And she was like, no, they thought it was super cool. They just like, <laughs> of course they, she, she was like literally a, a half a tree, like blew down the street and the boys were like, this is cool. She was yeah. like, yeah, sure. It's really cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're like, um, hmm, just wait till you're an adult. and you think about all these ramifications.
0: <laughs> yeah. Imagine if that was your car. Oh God. Yes. Um, So right before we got on the recording, Cece and I were talking about uh, something that I'm sure you've all been talking about in every conversation for the last million years. We're living in a really weird time. And (laughs) one of the side effects of the weird time we're living in uh, is that we just got a found footage like computer horror film that is set on Zoom during quarantine and it has ghosts in it, so you knew I had to cover it while Hannah was gone because Hannah doesn't do ghosts. So,
1: Hannah, Cece <laughs> and I are going to
0: cover, in Hannah's absence, the 2020 uh, British found footage film Host, which is streaming on Shudder. The plot synopsis, real quick, is it's a group of friends who are all living in lockdown in the UK um, during COVID. They don't ever specifically say anything about covid or being locked down but it's you know we've all come to recognize the signs it's like pretty clear that that's what's going on Mm -hmm. um and they decide to like kind of get together and have like a little um friend zoom and you know we're all several months into quarantine now we're trying to find ways to like shake up our internet hangs and they decide to do a seance via zoom and uh shenanigans ensue and people die uh so <laughs> to Cici, put it lightly <laughs> yeah exactly cc i know from talking to you outside of this that you have not always been a fan of this subgenre of found footage so i'm curious what you what your expectations were going into host and how you felt about the movie
1: yes you are totally correct um I know that host gets, uh, associated a lot with unfriended and I really hated unfriended. Like I just, I know that it was one of the first to try and do this whole, like, you know, virtual kind of uh, take on found footage. And, you know, I probably shouldn't hate on it so much because, you know, it was the first of its kind, like it was trying to, you know, do something new, but, um, I just, I, I I couldn't get behind it. <laughs> However, with Host, I kind of went in thinking it, uh, like, thinking it would be kind of similar. Um, and I don't know. Like, I think the way it was handled was a lot more, I mean, quote, unquote, believable. But, you know, like, it. there was a little more, um, like, substance to it in a uh-huh. way. And I appreciated that, you know, it was also short. It was literally the length of a Zoom call, um, which I always find very interesting when you can, like, make your timestamps in the movie actually match the timestamps of your recordings Uh uh, or your filming. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I went in very hesitant. Um, I will say that there were a couple of jump scares that I was watching in the middle of the day and still kind of flinched at. So, you know, overall, I was relatively impressed
0: yeah I um I I did not know prior to asking you to be on this episode that you did not like unfriended (laughs) I am definitely in the camp of people who likes unfriended but hated the sequel don't come at Uh, me folks the sequel was trash um so but but that being said I feel like a thing that happened was there was a movie uh, similar in concept to unfriended that came out a couple of years before. I don't know if you ever saw called the den that was like a woman.
1: Oh yes. Yeah. Okay.
0: It was like a graduate student who was researching a website that was essentially like chat roulette. And she unintentionally kind of like stumbled into this weird. Is that um...
1: with, um, uh, Taylor or Aaron Taylor, whatever.
0: I, don't think, I okay. don't think so. I don't think I recognize any of the actors in it, but I haven't seen it in a couple of years, so I could be wrong. And I don't remember the guy in it. I mostly only remember the girl. Um, and so I felt like when Unfriended came out, everyone was like, Unfriended is ripping off the den. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's not really fair. They're telling very different stories. And it it only makes sense to me that we all spend so much time on our computers that like we would start having found footage movies that are, like, what would happen if you were on Skype or whatever and something happened. A thing that I think is a... uh, Weakness might be too strong a word for me, but, like, a thing that I think could be done better and is a fair point of criticism for Unfriended is Unfriended has, like, a definite moral to it, Mm -hmm. and I think the moral is, like, very ham-fisted and heavy-handed. Right. And so... I think in that way, like this movie is able to, while the setting is so specific, right? Like it's on on Zoom, which none of us knew about in January yeah. and yeah. <laughs> during a pandemic, which is going to like very much date it as we someday get a vaccine and are allowed to leave our houses again. Um, and so in some ways it's really specific, but I think the storyline as far as like what is happening is a lot more general than Unfriended, which I think makes this a lot more successful.
1: Yeah, I I can totally agree with you. I think that, yes, even though this is a very, like, microcosm film of, like, a film with a very microcosm, like, point of view, I think that the, um, like, I think you saying how Unfriended has such a kind of, for lack of a better term, and like you said, a ham-fisted, like, moral, Mm -hmm. that this is more of a, like, not fun, but, like, it without putting those constrictions those uh, restrictions on it it allows for there to be more room to like appreciate what's happening as opposed to like there's only one storyline that's happening and it's basically either scaring each other or actually realizing what's scaring you is real so i i think that I think that that at least will be able to withstand the test of time, even outside of the quarantine, if we ever get out of it.
0: (laughs) If we ever get out of it. No, totally. So um, some background on the movie, it was the director's name is Rob Savage. um, And it's based on a short that he did. I guess he is like an independent horror director in the UK. And he was on a Zoom with friends. Um, One article I read indicated that like the cast of the movie are his friends. So like Hmm. he was on Zoom with these people um and Is he, he Teddy? He might be? I don't know because I actually didn't even look it up. I should. Because all the other I'll people have their like real names. But yeah, if you look up and see if Rob Savage played Teddy, but Rob Savage like did kind of in intending it to be a prank, sort of created a short film sort of thing, like experimental short film where he was on Zoom with his friends. He told them he was hearing sounds in the attic. He went up to investigate while he was on the video call. And then, um, I don't know how he set it up, but it ended with him like laying on the ground, like motionless and lifeless with his computer pointing at him (laughs) to like try to scare his friends. Um, and so that was so successful that he was able to, um, get the, the backing to do (laughs) this movie, which is crazy. That's hateful. (laughs) Um, I, I like when I read that CC I was like what kind of a terrible friend but then a different article was like because he's a horror director apparently as soon as it happened his friend was like that was so cool how did you do that like they were like <laughs> not real we know it's not real um I have to hope because like I would actually die if that if someone did that and I thought they were hurt yeah. um but so this like this whole movie was obviously actually filmed in quarantine the actors just filmed themselves on their computers Um, and so they all had to handle their own lighting and makeup and they did, um, like a virtual workshop to learn how to do Mm -hmm. the different practical effects because they had to all do them like on their own in their homes, which is like, I just think is such a cool, like what a fun guerrilla way to try to make this when everyone is like stuck inside.
1: Well, and it's such a cool, like, I mean, that's a really great and ingenious way to handle the situation. And I mean, you know, you see... You know, we, we've moved from movies being made on, like, you know, handheld, record, like, camcorders to movies being made on iPhones, and now we're essentially like, here, you can film everything on your own home computer, doing everything yourself, and I'll just take everything and, you know, edit it together, and it, you know, there's no way that you could tell that that movie, that the movie was filmed that way, and that's, I mean, that's really phenomenal.
0: Yeah, and I have to ask, Cece, did you watch it on a TV or on your computer?
1: No, I watched it on my computer.
0: Yeah. When I <laughs> it was very meta. This, I actually watched it twice. So the first time I watched it, I watched it on my TV. And then I rewatched it to sort of take notes for our conversation. And I watched it on my computer the second time. And it was so much like more effective and scarier on my computer. I think because we're all so used to being on Zoom calls now that you keep like wanting to respond to them even though you know that you don't know these people.
1: Well, and too, like, you know, I think you're totally right. Like you're so used to being on Zoom calls. You're so used to like that, um, you know, you've been like indoctrined to this like new way of communication so quickly. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, like, you know, I was kind of working while I was doing it. So like I was watching it. But like everything that was happening was also kind of like out of the corner of my eye until I was like really paying attention. And I think that this movie really really capitalizes on on that type of situation too, you know, like these like the things that are happening because I mean even the even the actors themselves, like when they're talking to their friends, like they're all kind of doing other stuff at the same mm-hmm. time. and it kind of it, it kind of adds to, um, the whole, like, ambiance of the movie.
0: Did you just do the thing where you accidentally almost make an emergency call on your phone?
1: <laughs> yes, I, I do getting, that all
0: the time. I, yes,
1: oh, I was getting a call <laughs> and I was trying to cancel it, and then I canceled too many times, and they're like, "Well, we're about to call the emergency," and I was like, "No, please don't." So, I was apologize. at, <laughs> and
0: I was at an outdoor movie screening uh, on Saturday and had my phone in, like, in the cup holder of my camp chair. And every once in a while, if it sits in the pocket like that and it starts to slide down, like the edge of the cup holder will push the button and set it off. So we're like in the middle of a movie and it's like, I was like, oh, no, I'm so sorry. I'm fine. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody can.
1: (laughs) Well, at least we know that if I were being, you know, terrorized by a computer spirit, that maybe the emergency services would come and save me. Who knows?
0: Well, I was going to ask, so I know that you are certainly more into uh, and have more experience and knowledge with sort of witchy things than I. Have you ever done a (laughs) seance? Because I have not.
1: Um, I definitely have. Um, I would say, I mean, it's been a while. Um, I definitely don't fuck around with Ouija boards. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Me neither. For for me to have, like, very strange and probably haunted stuff in my house like I don't fuck around with Ouija boards um I can appreciate the idea of wanting to do I mean like it's a it's a really cool concept and and I kind of mentioned it to you before um when you said we were going to do this movie like I think it's a really cool concept to really explore like I mean I know there's been a couple of other movies that do it too but really explore um you know like basically, spirits and technology and, like, how those two kind of, like, you know, like, you obviously can use technology and, you know, whatever in, like, ghost hunter type situations, but, like, you don't really see spirits utilizing technology, and it always seems very, like, one way for some uh-huh. reason, uh-huh. Um, but, or, you know, I mean, I guess you have certain, certain uh, machines or whatever that they can control, but it's, it's just, like, it always seems very pigeonholed, you know? So I really thought it was a cool concept to be like, okay, well, we're going to do an online seance, which I appreciated too that the, the friends in the in the movie were like, yeah, this is probably bullshit, like, whatever, mm-hmm. but we'll do it. And, but they're all,
0: like, doing shots every time. Oh, the yeah. Medium set, the astral
1: plane. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, I mean, I don't know. Like, that's just – there's some things that, like – I like, I think that, and I I appreciate that the, um, the advisor that they had come in was like, um, like, this is something like you really need to like, to respect. And I like, I wholly support that. I'm like, there's some things you don't fuck around with. And like, this is one of them. Like, why would you, why would you open in, like, even if it's not real, like, why would you even think to open that door? Like, that's just, that's just dumb. Totally dumb. So yeah, I, oh,
0: hundred <laughs> percent. So like we're we're like we said up top. This movie is pretty short. I think the total running time, including credits, is like fifty-five minutes. So oh yeah, because I mean the, a
1: Zoom call kicks you off at like forty.
0: Yeah, like the the ghost was not going to pay for a premium. No, version, so we're definitely going <laughs> to spoil ass. this movie uh, because we have to. And so like the initial spoiler that I think CC is alluding to is as the as the seance starts. One of the girls starts reacting to something and she gets really freaked out and she's crying and she's describing, you know, that this name came to mind and who that name is and says it's a boy she went to school with named Jack who hanged himself. Mm -hmm. And then the medium gets kicked off the Zoom call and this girl reveals that, like, she made it all up because... And her reasoning is bullshit because she's like, nothing was happening. But the, the her other friend right before her did get touched by something. Right. Um, so there was stuff happening. And so then real, real stuff starts happening to all of them. And they're all getting really scared. Um, and I loved when they call the medium back. They can't get her back on Zoom. They call her on the phone. Mm-hmm. And they have her on speakerphone. And when they explain to her that Gemma like Jack's not real Gemma made him up like you can tell that she's a angry and b like oh you are in trouble now yeah
1: (laughs) she's like I can't help you now maybe say you're sorry (laughs) yeah it yeah I mean I think that and I, I, I don't know like there's I think that's why it's really like why it seems more fun for me and like more engaging than like unfriended is because like there's this, I don't know, it's a lot, it's more fast paced. Like it's hard to think that a movie without um, like really like physical activity is engaging, but like, there's a lot of, I don't know, there's a lot of banter back and forth that drives the movie And once there's, you know, this introduction of, is this girl making it up or like, is this really happening? Like the, I don't know, like that really, that creates enough tension that you're like, oh wait, we don't have that long to go and some stuff's really about to go down. So I, you know, I think it handles, handles all of that. And then having, (laughs) I mean, basically you have your advisor who's like, you know, the harbinger, like, well, you're pretty much in for it now, and I can't do anything mm-hmm. to save you.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if you felt this way. I felt this way, especially watching it the second time. That I I felt much. I felt the characters in this were a lot more relatable than the characters in Unfriended. And to be fair, the characters in Unfriended are high school students, sure. and we have not been in high school for a minute, so <laughs> they're I'm not. They're not my direct peers, right. and these these characters seem to be closer to my age, but. I, I also felt like it made a difference that all the characters are women. Like, they do have one male friend who's in the call at the beginning and mm-hmm. then he leaves and he comes back. Um, but so much of the, like, B and C and D plots in Unfriended have to do with, like, just, like, weird macho bullshit and, yeah. like, guys, like, just... I don't know, like being really territorial and weird. Um, it it felt like a this call just felt a lot more natural. Like a lot of their banter felt like my girlfriends and I being on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I I appreciated the lack of male energy in the circle.
1: <laughs> well, and, and and that's a great point. Like I think that might actually really be the reason. Because um, I mean, you know, the further I the further I get away from unfriended, I'm like I probably shouldn't on that because it's not my demographic and people who enjoy it enjoy it and that's awesome. I'm you know like I'm all for it but this um I'm with you like I think this because it feels so relevant and you're right like I felt like I was listening to my girlfriends kind of like you know chatter about whatever on a zoom call and just you know we're like oh we've all been bored and we haven't seen each other so you know we're into weird stuff let's do a seance and you're like eh, that's dumb but we'll do it because you know we haven't seen each other or something like uh-huh. that's that's something that's very relatable as, like like you said especially to me and my friends so I'm just like the whole time I was thinking like oh my god if I told my friends I wanted to do an online seance they'd probably all say yes and then we'd
0: probably all die so <laughs> I, if you ever did that I would for sure be the one girl that's like can't we just play a board
1: game yeah. <laughs> Well, and they have the one friend that's like, I don't want to do this. And then she's just like, oh, I guess we're doing this. Here we (laughs) go. Yeah.
0: Poor Caroline. She was too good for this world. She just was, was... like, so scared and she didn't really want to do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think, too, like, when you get into the action of it, like, you know, it's you've got to you've got to give these actors credit, like, for essentially directing their own scenes and their Uh own, like, stunts in this, because it's really hard to you know, even if this was being filmed, quote unquote, normally, you know, you would have a hard time making it feel genuine or like, at least be interesting in a way that you're like, okay, that still makes sense that the computer or the phone is holding, or that they're holding their computer or the phone.
0: Uh
1: And so to see, all you know, them get like, dragged around or kind of thrown across the room you're just like that's really impressive for such a like a small scale movie like it felt a lot larger than it was
0: yeah I mean the the effects like blew me away I think I was aware obviously that this movie had been made during the quarantine but I hadn't thought like about the practicality of doing some of the stunts that show up in this movie um and so I definitely agree some of the stunts in this are are frankly shocking especially when you sit and think that like some of those folks were just alone in their apartment when when (laughs) those things happen and I mean I know this was true with Unfriended as well but the idea that you're having to like I think we have all learned from being on Zoom calls constantly, and how, how fatiguing a Zoom call can be because yeah. you're not like relating to other people in the same way. Like the all of the nonverbal stuff is totally different, and you have to be like on all the time because pe- your screen is constantly there. Um, like I I give them so much credit for having to act and inter- and interact with each other and create this story, like, to a computer screen.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that really goes to to show, like, if these are, I mean, like, I I would think that these are all friends, like you mentioned, because to be able to, like, carry that much interest between a group of people, especially, like, if you're not really familiar with them, like, that's really difficult to do and can seem really forced. Mm-hmm. And like you are saying, like, this feels very, like... almost like they had been having a zoom call and they were like, okay, well now we're going to start recording and basically be yourself. But now a seance is happening. Like that's, and that's really like, I know we keep harping on it, but like, that's really impressive for this bubble that we're in. And it's really cool to see, you know, we're getting sports using, you know, these innovative techniques to like still move forward. So it's really cool to see what, film is doing to like okay we're still gonna we're still gonna make movies and like figure out how to do this one way Mm -hmm. or the other
0: i'm wondering if you had a favorite death or practical effect
1: um (laughs) i i don't want to give it away but like there was one that i i mean there's a couple that like are pretty jumpy and i would like i would they happen so fast too because Uh obviously like you're literally running out of time so like a lot of them are really good but there's one I will say around you know the the last third of the movie that I was not expecting and I that's the one I was texting you about that I was like it is daylight outside Uh and I literally just jumped (laughs) Uh so um I think that one was my favorite I don't want to give it away so that other people can enjoy it if if, if they watch it but um yeah what about you
0: uh, well, I have to say, to your credit, like I said, I watched this for a second time today also in the daylight, and there were th- that same one made me jump really hard. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just
1: like, oh, God.
0: <laughs> and I was like, I know it's coming. Yeah. I don't know why it got me so good. Um, there is a death that involves a swimming pool that oh, like, yeah. I don't understand yeah. how they did it.
1: <laughs> That's true. Yeah, thinking. Well, I wonder. I mean, it could have just been all... Maybe she could have just jumped in the pool, and then they had, like, video of her standing, and they, like, green-screened it. But, like, yeah. that's imp- that's a lot of work.
0: Literally. Yeah, whatever they did, that was, like, it, it was very effective, and it's, like, probably the slowest death in the movie, but oh, yeah. it is, like for me was the most startling because there's something about how still everything is. And then the water splashing is like, yeah, gives me, gives me the goosebumps. Yeah. In
1: hindsight, that one's really creepy, but so is the one where, <laughs> where that boyfriend. So the only guy who we, well, there are two guys, but we only see one guy in passing, but the friend slash boyfriend, mm-hmm. um, when he like gets set on fire and then he like, it's like slowly burning him. I'm like, yeah. In hindsight, again, that one's really bizarre to be like, okay, so <laughs> you're going to figure out how to do your own fire stunts and, uh, yeah, just record it.
0: <laughs> yeah, so intense. I definitely feel like I, I need there to be a director's commentary for this right? movie because I have so many questions.
1: I And, like, there's, you know, I don't watch a whole lot of director's cuts, but, I mean, obviously the ones, like, you know, there are movies that I would die to see director's cuts of or like comments on and this Mm -hmm. is definitely one that i would go out of my way to watch
0: for sure um i will say my only critique of this movie which is very small is that as someone who like uh found footage is probably one of my favorites if not my favorite subgenre of horror films like i just really really love them to the point that most of the time even bad ones i find fun um And so I will say that there are segments of this movie where it just feels like I don't know why they would ever hold the camera that way. Like a yes. lot of times where there's basically there's a lot of sequences where it, where people would have to be holding their laptop, like facing away from them against their chest when they are in danger, where mm-hmm. it's like, what you wouldn't do that, really. And like... <laughs> I think they could have figured out ways to achieve some of that stuff by, like, the person walking away and the action happening in the background or, like, going in and out of frame or something. Um, But we get a lot of really cool, like, cool visuals in those sequences. Like, that really creepy scene with the mask, like, happens when the girl is probably just holding the computer in front of her. So, like...
1: I will say, just to jump in real quick, that is my second favorite one. Like, that Mm -hmm. was – when that was happening, I was like, oh, this is kind of whatever. And then when it moved, I was like, oh, God.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like watching this movie, I related to her the most. I was like – I was like – so for listeners, A, she was was blonde. So I was like, oh, my God, look, me. And she had – she just had, like, big, long pigtails. And I felt like she was the perfect, like – blend between not taking it like she yeah. you could tell she was taking it very seriously and she was scared but she was trying to be like ha 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 we're being fun
1: yeah exactly
0: <laughs> but like she was actually just terrified I was like yeah. yeah that's me all the time I love it
1: yeah for sure I think um but I I totally agree with you like that was my only my only nitpick about it is that it happened enough times like it, it's not the whole movie but it happens enough times especially in, like, one or two, like, big action scenes that you're like, well, how... Like, if they're on their computer... Because then I even tried to rectify, like, well, maybe one or two of them are is on their phone. But then I was like, that still doesn't make sense. So then I was like, okay, that's just one of those things I can't think about.
0: <laughs> yep, yep, definitely. Yeah. Well, there's also a part where... And this might just be... I'm sure this is just me overthinking it. There is, like, a really... Um, Interesting and innovative use of a selfie stick in this, where like one of the characters, like, thought she heard something in her attic and she starts to go up there with her laptop and then gets too scared. So, what she does is like puts her phone Mm -hmm. on a selfie stick and holds it up in the attic and turns it around. So, like, her friends can see the attic, but she can't. Yeah. And she can just like hear them reacting to what they are seeing on the screen. And obviously, she it's her phone that goes up in the Mm -hmm. attic, but later they're like, oh, her laptop must have fallen down. And it's like, well, she didn't ever, like, go in and out of Zoom. And as someone who has gotten kicked off Zoom on my laptop and had to get on on my phone, and then I'm, like, on twice and doing a weird Echo thing, it's like, is she on a phone or a laptop? You have to decide. Yes,
1: because they do mention that, too, because the one girl at the very beginning is on her phone, and she gets on Zoom, and there's that echo we call, and the, like, main friend is like, okay, you have to turn off the volume. So, like, yeah, it... Later on, they kind of flip in and out of Zoom, Uh but also you go into a waiting room. So it's like, I don't, I mean, I guess, I guess at that point, if a spirit is controlling the Zoom call, it doesn't matter. But I was just (laughs) like, this is getting a little too, I appreciated it was moving fast enough that I didn't have time to like dwell on it, but I'm with you. I definitely noticed and was like, hmm, this is fishy. (laughs)
0: Yeah, for sure. Also, it made me laugh that like, I felt like I had an immediate trigger response to the echoing when she was on the one girl was in zoom twice. And there was an echo. I was just like so many, so many times, especially at the beginning of COVID having to like explain to coworkers things about zoom or like I would do a zoom call with my parents. And at one point they would try to both have a computer so that they could both be on screen and not be like smushed together. Which I get, but then they'd be like right next to each other, and they would just like it would be echoing (laughs) back back and forth. So I found that that was uh, very on point, but very triggering. (laughs) B also did not like it.
1: So sorry, hold on one second. Like
0: people gotta turn that off. Who is it? B.
1: Brody. I'd also like to, well, I thought she had quieted it down. I'd also like to think that if I were being attacked or abducted by a uh, um, Zoom spirit demon, that at least the dog would save me. <laughs>
0: I feel like this is going to be an elaborate prank where all of a sudden, like, your phone alarm's going to go off and B is going to start barking and I'm going to panic and then you're going to be like, just kidding, I was messing with you the whole time.
1: Um, I also... <laughs> when I started watching this movie, um, <laughs> when, like... I don't know, when it was, like, one or two of them and we we kept, like, waiting for something to happen. I kept having flashbacks of when I was in my old studio and I was recording for the BGH show. And one day the door opened by itself and I thought that I was, like, literally about to die. And I was like, oh, I know that feeling. And that's a really, like... (laughs) It's a very unsettling feeling for sure. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it's... You know, I... I don't know. I I think that um, I I have enough respect for the dead that I'm like you know, the idea of a séance is cool, but every time I've seen someone do a séance, it's never ended up good. So
0: right, exactly, and, and especially the like. I think the main thing for me was like the idea of, I think I'd be too scared to do one anyway, but the idea of doing one over Zoom where like you're alone and if anything creepy happens, you're by yourself. Like,
1: Well, and that's what I couldn't figure out. I was like, okay... You have a, like, it, if we're gonna break down the whole concept of like a seance anyway, like, the whole reason that you're in a circle is because, like, that's supposed to be your protection. And, you know, of course, the like advisor is trying to be like, well, just imagine like you're tethered to your door. And I'm like, why would you be tethered to like a portal? Like, that's no, like, that's horrible. And so. Yeah, I
0: found that very confusing. <laughs> I was like, that sounds like the opposite of what I would want. Yeah,
1: I mean, and maybe, maybe she was talking about something I don't know, which is totally plausible but i was like i don't want to be tethered to a door thank you um and i'm also like why aren't any of these people like you know pouring a circle of salt or something around themselves like i don't want to be alone when weird shit starts going down like it'd be bad enough if you were with a group of people and all of this stuff started happening like no joke yeah i don't i'm not trying to um i'm not trying to do that and Speaking of, I do appreciate that the two friends that lived close to each other, that when shit really started going down and the one friend left, like, she puts on a mask to leave. Uh-huh. And I was like, that's cool, because it's a very, like, I know how we're talking about this is such a, like, a a very point in time type of movie. And I think that'll be a point where people are like, did you really have to put on a mask to go outside? And you're like, yeah, like, that was... Uh-huh. <laughs> That was how it was. So Back
0: in my day.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. so,
0: Cece, on a scale of one to five Bloody Marys, how many Bloody Marys would you give to host? Um,
1: I would say, like, hmm, three and, like, three quarters, almost four, like, you know, where you're, like, close enough to four, where you're, like, I could just round it up to four, <laughs>
0: Yeah, nice. I think I'm right with you. I think I'm gonna go uh, three bloody Marys and one shot for the astral plane. So we'll ah. say that's like th- three and three and a half. I
1: like it. <laughs> I, I like your uh, like your thinking.
0: Yeah, I don't. I'm not certain that this movie is gonna age super well. Right. Like, I think as we get out of quarantine, like I think if you watch it for the first time and you didn't ever live through quarantine, I don't know how effective it'll be, and I don't know how much I'll be wanting to watch it again after this, but it was exactly what I needed right now.
1: Yeah. Which, and yeah, I'll totally agree, too, because, you know, there's been so much talk, too, about how, like, how's quarantine going to affect plots of movies, or, like, are Mm -hmm. we, you know, who's going to want to read a book or a movie or watch a movie about quarantine? And I like that this handles it in a way that it's not light handed obviously but like it's a it's a it's them trying to deal with it in a light in a lighter way that just turns out to be worse (laughs) than quarantine itself so right you know I um yeah I don't know if people who don't have to deal with this will react but I liked it too I think I think it was I'm with you it's what I needed
0: yeah well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad it was uh, worked better for you than unfriended. Yes, for sure. Um, so our piece of inladier news this week, uh, the basically since quarantine started, I feel like I've really struggled. And some weeks it's been like, we're not doing news because it's all too sad. Or like, we're not doing <laughs> news because I couldn't find anything. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm excited because I feel really good about our inladier news this week. And so what we're going to talk about very briefly is the 19th Amendment, which is the amendment which gave women the right to vote. And it happened in August of 1920. So we're just about at the 100-year mark yeah. for this amendment being in place. And what I want to talk about specifically um, is the idea that I think like it's easy... To look at the nineteenth amendment and be like, that's super exciting, but you know, I think Cece and I are both very aware of the fact that uh, white feminism has not always been yeah. <laughs> super inclusive. No, um, not at all. And like, so for those of you that don't know, um, there was a. I want to talk very briefly about uh, Ida B. Wells, who was this like absolutely phenomenal activist and suffragette and journalist. She was black um, and lived grew up in the south. And there was a march in Washington D.C. in 1913, trying to um, of women trying to advocate for the right to vote before the 19th Amendment passed. And she was uh, living in Chicago at the time, and she came. She had been organizing in Chicago for quite some time with the other suffragettes and other organizations in Chicago, and so she, along with her delegation of uh, black women came out to DC to march and they were informed that they either had to march at the back of the line or not at all because including black women made it too political and it would be too hard to get the vote for women if they also included black women. And so black women kind of had to, you know, take a back seat, mm-hmm. um, to, for, you know, for the good of women kind. Yeah. Um, And Ida B. Wells being the huge badass that she is, like started at the back of the line and then halfway through the march just went up to the front and walked like right in the front with the Illinois delegation between two uh, white suffragettes. And she was quoted as saying, "One one had better die fighting against injustice than die like a dog or a rat in a trap. And so I wanted to highlight two things. One is a new podcast that is being put together by Retta. Um, the comedian and actress and Rosario Dawson. It's called and nothing less. And it's about sort of um, exploring the more intersectional history of the suffragette movement and talking about women other than, you know, Elizabeth Cady Stanton Mm -hmm. um, and Susan B. Anthony and being like, right, but there were other people in there too, (laughs) uh, who worked really hard and then often got ignored or left behind. Um, And the other thing is that teen Vogue in their August issue has put out Um, something called The Uncounted and it's a series that they've done to uh, elevate stories of women of color who have been disenfranchised and often written out of history to celebrate the 100 year anniversary of the 19th amendment and so I would highly recommend that if any of that is new to you you check out some of those resources um, and just learn a little bit more about the way in which um, historically we have not always been good at taking care of Um, each other and when I say we I mean explicitly white people (laughs) yeah Um, and we should try to move away from that pattern in the future yeah um Cece where can people find you on the internet do you have anything you want to plug uh
1: sure so I am on the bloody good horror podcast um which is weekly and we also review horror movies there um I write for well write and do the covers for the lgbtq um plus uh run magazine grim which you can find at um anatomyofascream.com and i'm on twitter at calls in the night and i think that's it i should i really need to like memorize that so it like you know flows a little better but i think that's all
0: Girl, last week, uh, I gave the wrong Twitter handle. So like, don't, don't
1: <laughs> I, even gave the right, I gave the right Twitter handle at least. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, well, if you are hoping to connect with 28 days later, you can do that on Twitter. Uh, let's see if I get it right this week. We are at 28 days, lady underscore ER. That is the correct handle. And you can email us at 28 days, Later or at gmail.com. Uh, We usually have Hannah say, always pee after sex, but I really liked the toast that they used in Host, which was happy spookies. So happy spookies, Cece. Happy
1: spookies. I love it.
0: (laughs) Clink. (laughs) Clink.